Hello, everyone, and welcome back to all our listeners in the Midwest and across the globe. Yes, across the globe. I see now demographic stats. I've seen you, Argentina. Thank you for tuning in to uh, the Faithful Exchange, uh, uniting Chicago's voices for our faith. And uh, I'm really excited uh, for today's episode. Uh, it's actually our first episode where we're going to have a guest on the Faithful Exchange. So it's very historic. Uh, and this guest is very awesome. Uh, his name is Pastor Jared, and he's an expert on today's topic. And we will gain a lot of insight about a wedding banquet that is held by God. Uh, Pastor Jared has taught the Bible from Genesis to Revelation multiple times. Uh, he, he is working with the outreach ministry of the Chicago Church, and uh, I know that uh, he's very good with uh, really explaining complex things in a simple way. Uh, I heard once that if you can teach complex things in a simple way, that's how you know you've really mastered something. So we're in good hands today uh, for our sound teaching discussions. Uh, so welcome, uh, Pastor Jared. Uh, would you like to share a little bit about yourself to everyone who's listening in today? Thank you for the introduction, uh, Brian. I'm very happy to be with you guys today. Uh, I'm not really sure uh, what would be interesting for the listeners to hear about me. Uh, I'm from the Midwest. I grew up in Kansas, uh, where I went to elementary school, high school, and university. Uh, during university, I took some time off uh, to go to China to do missionary work and to teach English and uh, that kind of uh, changed the trajectory of uh, a large portion of my adulthood. I spent a lot of my adult life, about uh, 12 years in different parts of Asia, uh, teaching English in universities and uh, teaching Bible studies uh, to university students and young adults uh, and answering questions uh, about the Bible and really uh, trying to get people into the Bible. Uh, I grew up in a uh, more... Uh, I guess you could say a, a more a traditional uh, and tradition-based church. But it, when I was a university student, I really fell in love with God's Word, and it brought so much clarity and peace and joy to my life. Uh, so I wanted to uh, share that with others. Uh, so uh, in a lot of my adulthood, I focused on sharing that with people in parts of the world that I thought may not have had as much access to that. Uh, for the last five or six years, I've been back in the Midwest, I'm currently living in Chicago and uh, on sharing God's word, but now with uh, people uh, a little bit closer to uh, where I grew up uh, than uh, the other side of the world. So I've uh, got a wife and uh, three children. I like playing and uh, doing different sports. Uh, I, I think I'll stop there. I could. I, I have pastor's disease. I can talk for a long time if you let me. Go. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you so much for sharing. And uh, yeah, no, it's very exciting. Uh, I'm very uh, happy that you joined us today. And uh, that's awesome. Uh, thank you so much for sharing about your family too. I'm curious because we just passed Thanksgiving uh, last week. What did you do for Thanksgiving? And uh, one question I like to ask is, do you have a favorite dish uh, that you feel always needs to be on your Thanksgiving table every year? So uh, the the two questions are a bit contradictory, in, in, uh, in least in terms of uh, this year's Thanksgiving. Uh, so uh, my wife is uh, not from the United States. So the traditional Thanksgiving meal doesn't uh, mean that much to her. 
Uh, when it comes to like the traditional U.S. Thanksgiving meal, uh, I love creamed corn. Or I don't know if creamed corn is actually what it's called. The the corn with cream cheese in it, it you make in a crock pot. And also the crock pot, I think it may be called green bean casserole. The green beans with a cream of mushroom soup and the French onions on top. I, I, I like both of those. Uh, this year, though, I actually had... Uh, we instead of visiting my parents in Kansas, we had a, a staycation here pretty close to Chicago. Uh, so we got a hotel and let the girls swim for a little bit. And uh, we thought we would go to a restaurant, but I wasn't thinking that most restaurants are closed on Thanksgiving. So the only restaurant that we could find near us that was open was actually a Korean fried chicken place. So we had uh, some Korean fried chicken and. Uh, uh, things like that for for Thanksgiving this year, so uh, that might have to be a new tradition. And I, I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. Yeah, no, that's really cool. <laughs> I actually, um, I uh, my wife is uh, also not from the well, she's she's from the United States, but her family is not from the United States. So uh, we also had quite a lot of. Uh, Chinese food. Uh, now you know where she's from um, for for Thanksgiving, and um, I had to make green beans, like garlic green beans, something like that. That was the first time I did that, so I was very thankful for YouTube um, because uh, it just had so many recipes I could try out. Um, but yeah, now that's very cool, um, and thank you so much for sharing. How about for you, Matt? I forgot to tell you guys that. I had, Matt is with us. <laughs> so <laughs> what did you do for Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, just like uh, Pastor Jared mentioned, cream corn. That is so good. I had no idea how good it was. Uh, this year, we catered Mission Barbecue. So shout out to Mission Barbecue. Um, they have the best cream corn. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, not sponsored. Not a paid advertisement. Um, and it was delicious. It was the first time I've ever had it. And originally I was like, oh, the best thing on the Thanksgiving table is, you know, uh, stuffing. And that's really good. But I'm starting to get used to all these newer things um, like uh, sweet potatoes and, you know, like I mentioned, cream corn. And those are definitely the highlights for this year's Thanksgiving. Well, that's pretty cool. I actually haven't had cream corn, so I uh, hope to, to try that out soon. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I uh, if you have any, like, favorite dishes as well always feel free to you know you can message us you can dm us what your favorite uh, thanksgiving meals are um yeah and pretty cool uh, i know some of you may be wondering why we're talking about thanksgiving uh of course thanksgiving has passed and it's not a religious holiday uh, it's not even widely celebrated around the world uh however uh when we think about Thanksgiving, the meal is usually the highlight, right? So, you know, what happens usually is you gather your family, your friends, and usually there's a turkey uh, and a multiple side dishes like cream corn, as I heard here today, and a clearly more superior version of green beans um, than what I made for Thanksgiving. So, we, you know, that's what we usually think about for Thanksgiving. So we thought, well, why don't we talk about God's banquet, right? There's actually a banquet that God promises in the Bible, and uh, it's within the New Testament. Uh, there's actually one too in the Old Testament, but we'll focus on the New Testament for today, uh, especially because that, that details more so the promises regarding our time. So 
uh, yeah, I'm very excited for us to discuss this today. Amen. This is a very big topic, but Pastor Jared, for those who are listening and may not know about the wedding banquet described in the Bible, can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, uh, thanks for, uh, again, the opportunity to speak. Uh, the banquet in the Bible is mentioned uh, several different times. Uh, the One of the probably the most uh, well-known places is in uh, the Gospel of Matthew, uh, when Jesus is telling his disciples a parable, and he says, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet uh, for his son. And then Jesus goes on to explain how uh, many people are invited to the wedding banquet, but uh, a lot of people are not wanting to participate in that wedding banquet. They don't want to come. And so eventually the, the king uh, tells his servants to go out and, and gather people, but there's still, uh, it, there's still seats left at that wedding banquet. So finally people are gathered even off the streets and compelled to come into that wedding banquet. But then uh, a very interesting part of the wedding banquet there's actually many interesting parts about this wedding banquet. Uh, of course, the wedding banquet, people are very interested in what the menu is. Uh, Jesus mentions that briefly in Matthew 22, uh, and it, it sounds uh, pretty nice. Uh, but if you read more details about it in Revelation chapter 19, you're like, ooh, uh, um, uh, this uh, sounds a little disturbing, actually. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's something I, I won't get into uh, too much now. Uh, in Matthew 22, uh, aside from the menu, something that's very interesting is there's a specific dress code uh, for this wedding banquet. Or, I mean, it, it doesn't say in Matthew 22 specifically what that dress code is apart from the wedding clothes. Uh, one of the guests, it says, who's there, um, was found not wearing the wedding clothes. Uh, so he's uh, kicked outside. And the way that it's described in uh, Matthew chapter 22, uh, in verse 13, it says, Then the king told the attendants, Tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So it, it goes from, oh, wow, a very joyful uh a wedding banquet and i don't know if you guys have ever been in a wedding banquet where someone was thrown outside um but uh i i don't think i have you don't you don't usually picture that uh but it, it's not just like uh, sorry bud you had too much to drink or something like that there it, it's a very serious consequence when he's thrown outside uh there's weeping and there's gnashing of teeth it's a, a very uh, grave consequence for not wearing that wedding clothes uh, so you can see the attire for the wedding banquet is also uh, something that's mentioned by Jesus and something that's uh, a focus of this parable. Uh, and I, uh, I'm sh sure that some of the listeners would be interested in knowing more about the, uh, the wedding clothes, uh, but I, I'm not sure exactly uh, what all you guys would like me to share about this. So uh, maybe uh, again, I'll, I'll stop uh, speaking here and, and give you guys a chance to respond to what's been said so far yeah no i was actually laughing at the example you gave like someone comes and they're thrown outside but um yeah like the the wedding banquet i actually have so many questions now for our listeners uh who would like to follow along this is the matthew 22 verses 1 to 14 uh, especially is where this uh, parable jesus spoke about is so uh what pastor jerry just shared is how there is the, a wedding banquet that a king prepares for his son. 
Now we can understand that, you know, the king is God and the son is Jesus. But um, what's interesting to me, and this is actually a question that I have for you, Pastor Jared, is so there's people who are invited and they don't wish to come. And then there's someone who is invited and he does come and he's kicked out. So then as a believer, like the question becomes like, should I actually want to have a seat at this table uh, at this wedding banquet if, you know, I might just get thrown outside? So, uh, of course, uh, you should want to go. I don't know if uh, the the wedding culture that you guys grew up in, but I remember for me, I, I come from a, a pretty big family and my family has a lot of close friends. And so one of the highlights of my uh, childhood was always uh, wedding banquets. I don't, I don't know if you guys have the same uh, background or not, uh, but it, weddings, of course, are a very uh, joyous occasion. Uh, a lot of food, a lot of uh, things to to partake in, uh, very celebratory. And it's something that uh, you want to take part in. Uh, that's weddings of the world. But of course, uh, the wedding banquet of the Lamb, our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that's a wedding that we all certainly would like to participate in. Even if you don't usually enjoy weddings, uh, this is definitely a wedding that you want to participate in. If you read uh, Revelation chapter 19, this gives us uh, more details about the wedding banquet of the Lamb. And um, I mean, first of all, even in Matthew 22, what we were looking at earlier, when one is kicked outside, there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. So you can see that outside is not the place you want to be. You want to be inside the wedding banquet. There's no weeping and gnashing of teeth inside the wedding banquet, but outside the wedding banquet. Uh, but in, in terms of what it says specifically in Revelation chapter 19, I'll read to you a couple verses if you don't mind. This is in Revelation chapter 19, uh, starting right. in verse uh, 7. It says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of... The wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. And so this, you can see the context of Revelation 19 here is uh, the wedding banquet of the lamb. And if you jump down to verse nine, it says, then the angel said to me, right, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. So you can see there that even being invited to the wedding banquet of the lamb is a blessing. But uh, of of course, the real blessing comes if you participate in that, not just if you receive an invitation to it. Uh, God is actually very upset if you look back at the parable in Matthew 22 right. to those who were invited but refused to come. Uh, so the blessing comes if we're invited and we accept that invitation and we're properly clothed and we can participate in that wedding banquet. Wow. Thank you so much for explaining. So <laughs> I, I kind of like what you mentioned. Very very interesting about this. So, you know, what we see in Matthew is actually given in more detail than the book of Revelation. Um, and like you just mentioned just now, like those who don't go, God is uh, actually quite upset with them. Uh, so it's actually pretty, pretty interesting. Like, uh, what is it that they really miss out by not coming to this? They, they miss out on uh, being able uh, to participate in that wedding banquet. I, I don't know if, uh, you said your wife is from China, right? Uh, she's she grew up. So maybe, maybe I guess she's uh, U.S. Maybe the same. But my my wife is from uh, Korea, and uh, in Korea, there's an interesting wedding culture. Um, I think more serious than here, and it changes with each generation. But 
uh, there's, uh, I remember there were people, uh, my wife got married uh, a lot later than most of her friends. So she made a, a very big effort to go to her friend's weddings. And usually when you go to the wedding, you, you give some congratulatory money and things like that. And then the expectation is that people will come to your wedding too. And not just my wife, but many other people I knew in Korea, they actually, when they invited people to their wedding, if people didn't come, they would actually, uh, like friendships were lost over that, uh, that situation. Like, oh, I invited you to my wedding and you didn't come. Uh, and it's obvious, like if the, the king is throwing this wedding banquet for his son and the son is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And actually, um, what it, you may be familiar with the context of uh, the church is supposed to be the bride in this wedding banquet, actually. So it, it's if, if we claim to be part of Christ's church, uh, you can imagine how upset the the father of the groom would be and how upset the groom would be if the bride didn't show up for the wedding so i mean that's uh it's uh it very disrespectful to jesus and very disrespectful to father god if we don't actually come and participate in this wedding banquet so uh no i see wow <laughs> that makes a lot of sense yeah, basically it's like as believers we're essentially like leaving jesus at the altar you know if we don't go to this and so like the what what would be the main reason why as a believer today because like no one wants to leave jesus like hanging right at the altar so like what what could be one of the biggest like contributing factors to why someone today either might like come with the wrong clothes or just not even attend uh the wedding banquet it, that's a very uh interesting question and a very good question um so it, like you said, I don't think most people are, if you said like, hey, who would like to stand up Jesus at the wedding banquet or uh, who would like to offend Jesus with the clothes that they're wearing at the wedding banquet? Uh, most Christians would not be like, oh, me, me, me. Like that's that's not the situation that most people are in. Uh, the The problem is, is uh, I don't know if you've ever gone somewhere. This might not be a, a, a perfect parallel, but if you've gone somewhere and you didn't know like what the dress code was, then it would be easy to offend people there by wearing the wrong thing. Um, in the same way, if if you misread an invitation or misunderstood an invitation, it might be easy for you to stand someone up, even if that wasn't your intention. Um, in the same way, uh, if people are ignorant of what's actually written in the Bible, especially in the New Testament about the wedding banquet, uh, a lot of times what happens in people's lives is though they say that uh, Christ is the most important thing in their life, if you look at the the amount of time that they actually spend looking at the teachings that Christ left with us and the promises that Christ left with us, the amount of time they spend like meditating on that, praying about that, I mean, e even, I won't put you guys on the spot, but just for yourselves, like, how many times have you prayed that you would be invited to the wedding banquet of the Lamb and that you would understand that invitation and that you would be properly dressed for that wedding banquet versus how many times have you prayed that you would get a promotion this year or that you would uh, pass an exam this year or that uh, the girl that you keep texting would uh, actually respond to your texts? I, 
not that those things are bad to pray for too, but I mean, if those are the things that we're always focused on and praying for, even as those who should be thinking about this wedding banquet, uh, I guess uh, I'm, I'm giving a long answer uh, when the short answer is basically because of ignorance, it can people can be invited to the wedding banquet and not recognize that invitation. Or people could, even as they're uh, approaching that wedding banquet, not realize that they're uh, improperly clothed or um, be be deceived. A lot of times what happens, even from the beginning of the Bible with God's people, is that uh, they're deceived into thinking that, that something which is actually improper is would be better. If you think what uh, Satan presents to uh, Eve and Adam at the, at the beginning of the scriptures, when God says, don't do this, do this. And then Satan comes along and is like, oh, no, 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 actually, what God said is is uh, bad is actually not bad at all. It, it's good. And then when, and I mean, of course, Adam and Eve are people of God, but when they're deceived into thinking things and doing things different than God's word, then ultimately they're not able to participate in what God is doing at that time either. So I don't know if uh, if I'm answering the question very clearly or not, but I, I, I guess if I had to simplify the answer, it would be uh, ignorance and uh, deception is what, what causes people to either... Uh, refuse the invitation or accept the invitation, but then uh, not be in a state that allows them to actually participate, even though they're there. Thank you so much, Pastor Jared. Would you rec- what would you recommend to our listeners who are getting into the Bible? They may be you know, new in their life of faith, or they may be many years into the, their life of faith. These are so many, there are so many special requirements that Jesus has laid out for us inside of the Bible to prepare us for his coming and to be at that wedding banquet table. So what would you recommend for believers to do so that we can save our seat and get that RSVP? <laughs> That's a, a good way to put it, Matt. Uh, well, ultimately, I would recommend that uh, people really uh, do what it says in uh, Psalm chapter 1, uh, that they, they uh, meditate on God's word uh, I mean, it says day and night, uh, but I mean, that's, it might be hard, uh, a big step for a beginner to think about like doing that day and night, but uh, uh, just to the extent that you, that you can, or you're willing, or you're able to uh, think about putting more and more of God's word into your, your heart and your mind and really thinking about that. Um, there's, uh, again, a lot of times, like believers might not if they don't read the book of uh matthew they might not even know that jesus is saying uh the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepares a wedding banquet for his son so even being aware of this and knowing like okay there's uh sometimes there's i don't know if you heard the expression like you you don't know what you don't know so i mean first you have to at least read in the scriptures and see like what all is there here that I don't understand? And I mean, in Matthew 22, it says that this is a parable. So he's saying the kingdom of heaven is like a wedding banquet. I mean, it's not 
he's saying there's oxen and fat and cattle that are that are butchered. This isn't saying that uh, people are actually going to be eating eating oxen and fat and cattle. I mean, it's it's a parable. Like there's things being expressed figuratively here for the kingdom of God. This is what Jesus wants people to know. Um, so ultimately, just and really engaging with the the teachings that Jesus left with us. Jesus said in John chapter 8, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples, or you are truly my disciples. And you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So to think about, like, if we call ourselves Christians or call ourselves believers, to use the standard that Jesus actually gave us, to be those who, if we're going to be his disciples or be those who believe in him or be those who follow him, make sure we hold to his teachings. And if we're going to hold to his teachings, we have to know what those teachings are, right? So that would be uh, what I would uh, really encourage anyone, wherever they're at in their faith, everyone could really uh, carve out a more time in their in their mind and in their schedule uh, to continue focusing on reviewing, uh, praying about, studying the Word of God and meditating on that and aligning their life with that. And then when they come across things like the wedding banquet, oh, you know, what are these wedding clothes, for example? Like if it's a parable and it's not actually talking about clothes, well, what is it talking about? It, asking themselves, like engage with the scriptures like that, asking themselves these kinds of questions. And that's something that um, the uh, Chicago Church out, Outreach Ministry, that's one of the things we really try to help people do is we offer a lot of uh, free Bible seminars and free Bible uh, studies uh, in which we really try to get people to engage in the scriptures and try to uh, help them to establish uh, good habits of coming before the word of God and reading it and carefully considering what it says and seeing to what extent we really understand that and to what extent we're living according to that. And that's something that's been a passion of mine for uh, as long as I've understood the scriptures to the extent that I've understood them. I've always been passionate about helping other people to understand them so they can know what God has promised and be prepared to be the recipients of what God has promised rather than those who miss out on what God has promised. Amen. I love that. Loved how you mentioned we must engage with the Bible. And that's such a key thing for believers, whether you're a new believer or been in the faith for many years. We all have to do that and we do it together. So thank you for sharing that with us. And if you're interested in joining one of these online Bible studies, please contact us on social media either through Facebook or Instagram at the Faithful Exchange Podcast. And it's truly a blessing to go through the discussion that we had today. Uh, we're eating at God's banquet. The cuisine is a bit interesting, but if you caught on, you can realize that it's not as crazy as it seems. It's very simple. God wants all people to come to salvation. So if you're looking for a good Bible study and you want to dive into the Word of God a little bit more, because it is very, very deep, we have many resources to connect you with. And uh, just once again to everyone, thank you so much for listening in. And a huge thank you to Pastor Jared for coming in on the show for us today. Uh, I'm going to ask for like a bit of a, an appetizer 
<laughs> you mentioned about the the wedding clothes, right? So, what are the wedding clothes? Is there a way for us to know? Sure. If you study the Bible, uh, well, well, you'll you'll know more about the wedding clothes. I, <laughs> no, I I uh, I think it's good to answer questions to the extent that we can. I'm not sure how much time we have left, uh, but again, in Revelation 19, Revelation. Uh, often gives more details about what's promised in uh, the Gospels. Uh, the same is true in uh, uh, Revelation chapter 19 regarding this wedding banquet. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 8, you see uh, fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. And the fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. And so if you go back to Matthew chapter 22 and see that uh there's someone who is at the wedding banquet, but they're not allowed to stay at that wedding banquet. It, what's actually happening is it means that someone who actually comes to participate in the wedding banquet, when their actions are not righteous, they're not allowed to stay at that wedding banquet. But then that begs the question, well, what kind of actions does God see as righteous? And what kind of actions does God not see as righteous as revelation is being fulfilled? And to get into that, I, I would definitely recommend that you uh, join one of the uh, seminars or uh, Bible studies, or um, feel free to uh, call me too. You guys can share my uh, contact information. I would love to talk with you more about this or uh, anything else. Um, the What's righteous in God's eyes, uh, the righteous acts that uh, uh, God desires for his people as revelation is being fulfilled, uh, that's... Uh, there, there's quite a bit to that, so I don't want to not do that uh, subject to justice. It, it is related to, though, what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, when he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. And he goes on to say, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and drive out demons in your name, perform many miracles in your name? But Jesus says on that day, he's talking about the same time as that wedding banquet. To many of them, he'll say, away from me, you evildoers, I never knew you. But again, then it's, well, then what is God's will as his promises are being fulfilled? And that's that's ultimately what we need to understand as as his people. Well, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. So there you have it, everyone. A little bit of a sample, an appetizer. So uh, actually, it's awesome because we, we looked at the, the actions of the righteous believers in season one, but uh, we didn't actually zoom into what they are like at the time of Revelation's fulfillment. So we'll definitely have Pastor Jared come back on future episodes and we'll be able to uh, really dive deeper and deeper into this word. As you can see, there's so much for us to learn. So again, like Matthew said, contact us on our socials. They're in the description of the episodes, all of them now. And uh, once again, we appreciate all of you for listening. And I hope you had a, an amazing Thanksgiving. And as we prepare for Christmas, I hope that we're getting excited to celebrate uh, or at least acknowledge the birth of Jesus Christ uh, this coming Christmas season. So on behalf of everyone, thank you.